Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Shereen. And you're listening to Oh Lord, Here We Go Again, where we discuss hot topics, current events, and break down the Bible from a millennial perspective. So whether you're like me, who knows nothing about pop culture but loves the news and reads the Bible, or you're like me, who's opinionated on hot topics, unsure about religion, and on a spiritual journey using crystals and sage, then this podcast is for you. What's poppin' pop? Oh, sorry. I came in hot. The, um, <laughs> the sparkling it's wine the sparkling got you. Wine. <laughs> I came in hot, y'all. <laughs> Listen, well, I'm very excited for this week's episode. Yeah. But before we get into that, I have um, for pop culture a little thing. Okay. So I'm sure everyone knows by Ooh. now, Rihanna is with child. Yeah. Which... Yep. Even I knew that. That's crazy. She broke the I, internet. I was shook that you she knew that actually. Internet. Everybody, I was shocked, but it's um, it's weird because so I've I've always liked Rihanna. Mm -hmm. I can't say that I've loved her, but I saw the reactions of like how people were, how excited they were, and I was like, I mean, I get it, I guess, but like also, like, are we that obsessed with Riri? Listen, what what got it for me was Mm -hmm. the way she did it. She's so yeah. beyond, she's so transcendent that she didn't need to call like this press conference and release that I'm having I a baby know. and do this announcement. She just put on her fit Literally. with her little belly showing. Her but publicist I... said she's going outside for a walk. <laughs> and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. she exploded the internet. And looked fabulous as She ever. didn't need special pictures. Yeah. She didn't need anything. She just was outside like, look at me. It was so good. Do it you see it? so good. Like, <laughs> so... So I was going to say with that, um, I don't know if you saw that day that also, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blowing her name. Debrat, Debrat and her fiance, Jessica, they're expecting a child as well. No. Did you see that? Mm-mm. First of all, like Debrat is, yeah, she is just, you know, um, iconic. Oh yeah. But... <laughs> Do you follow the Shade Room? Uh, I think on it's Instagram? somewhere on my timeline, but okay. I don't go on social media. Sometimes so... when they post things, I can literally, I'm like, all right, I already know how these comments are going to go. First of all, people were already Is on she carrying? One... No, her fiance is carrying. Figured. Okay. So you already know where these comments are going. But before that... People were like, um, this is Rihanna day. Can we not? Like, <laughs> like she just had to try and outshine Rihanna. Like, no. And in my no, head, I, I think was... she probably posted it because Rihanna was blowing up. She's like, let's say something. We won't get noticed. Yeah, exactly. But also <laughs> like, key, um, key. it's like, you know, sometimes when you're big like that, you kind of have it planned out. Like, okay, we're going to announce this specific yeah. thing this day. But if I woke up and I was like all excited to post that. And then all of a sudden I see Rihanna's pregnant. I'd be like, backtrack backtrack like we're not <laughs> posting that today let's let's, let's wait a Can't week compete. and then we'll try again <laughs> so i was like dang but yeah the comments of course they were just like um whose child oh god just come now oh if you if you're saying it's the end of the world ball i'm like people are so freaking ignorant and they're like who's um like whose child is that um, who's the daddy? You know, just pure oh, ignorance, that kind like of things stuff. like that. See, my mind went to, "Ooh, girl, you put in that work to get her pregnant." Like, 
that's where my mind went really like, where it's like yeah. yeah science doesn't work that way but okay <laughs> um but yeah it, and it just made me sad also because obviously when you're pregnant like hormones are really high so i'm like yeah if she's seeing those comments it's like how would she like you know that's so rude mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was that and then um also nick cannon did you see he, he is expecting he expected every other week though it when i saw that he I, fertile as hell okay that's a fine that's <laughs> fine that you're fertile and also it's but he ain't like learning to cover it up it's like okay i don't want to judge but also with nick cannon i i feel like he's given me the permission to judge at this point <laughs> and i'm like or at least to mock <laughs> right so he just had a baby pass away in december from I think it was brain cancer, oh, that's um, something like that. And so obviously this pregnancy happened. It happened. They were, the baby was conceived before that child passed away. Yeah. So it's like, you don't know when the right timing is. And apparently they didn't even want to announce it. It was kind of, I guess, leaked. And then it was like, all right, well, we have to say something now. But at what point, like, at what point is it going to be like, you know what? Like, I need therapy because not to say you're having these kids with the same woman or like two women, like, you know, whatever, like it's literally all different women. At what <laughs> point is he going to own own up and be like, all I, right. Honestly, I just want to know what the conversation is like when the woman's like, so are you going to put protection on? And he's like, no, baby, it's okay. Cause he can't be he can't telling say them, I have a good pull out game. <laughs> Oh, I got that good pullout game. No, you don't. What kind of convincing does he have? Yeah. Is it literally like, if you get pregnant, I'll take care of you? Because that's the only thing. But also, it's like, are these women, are they like, and you know, no shade, but it's like kind of shade? Like, are they, like, they know he's very fertile. So it's like, I want a child so bad. Like, Nick Cannon is the plug. I mean, that is is a plug. And you know that baby's not going to live the poor life. Exactly. I mean, he has the money. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. If they don't care, that's cool. Right. But if he's trying to say, girl, I got that pullout game, you an idiot if you believe. But there's obviously, like, there's (laughs) something deeper. I'm no therapist. I am no doctor. Like, I know nothing. I'm just a regular human being. But... There He's is trying to get a football team together. On. He does everything. He hosts. He produces. He he does all the things. So he's just trying to get a football team together. He about to buy a team in the NFL or I wonder how his own. the kids with Mariah, I forget their name. I wonder how they, like when they get older, they're probably going to be like, my damn daddy. Like he just got kids with everyone. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it <laughs> depends on everywhere. if they make the football team or not. It's crazy. <laughs> So this week we have a very special guest. guest. Yes, our first guest, which is very exciting. Sorry, that was super loud. (laughs) I'm a little lady. So she is a bomb realtor. Yes. She also is a podcaster. Yes. Hairstylist. She's everything. Jamaican with 15 jobs. She is Jamaican. So obviously. (laughs) She's always thinking of a new company to start. Um. She's also a life coach. There you go. It's just all the things. She's, She's basically everything. someone that I look at and I'm like, wow, I have nothing going on. <laughs> she is She's all about a wife. Diversifying She's a mother. Like, her income. Like literally, yeah. she's like, I don't want to work for people. I am right. diversifying my income. She is literally a woman of many talents many talents and the scary part is she's good at all of them i can't stand it (laughs) so anywho without further ado yeah this week we'll be chatting with her about 
her real estate. Yeah. And she's selling them things. Big. And we're just going to talk about all things real estate and um, ask her some questions that I'm sure some of you may want to know answers to. So, yeah. Let's get her on. Everybody has their drinks? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. Now, I'm going to try my best to not crunch my ice. I'm an ice cruncher, guys. Yes. She thinks she cool with her microphone in bed. That's a real podcaster. Hey! Listen. Listen. Okay? This is just how we do. I'm just saying. Thank you, Sharifa, for coming on as our first guest. Um, Now, you know, our audience, you know, they know so much about us, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you as our first guest, like, give us a little, like, a little bit about yourself. We already said that you, you know, have your real estate mogul. Yeah. You know, you have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, you she said mogul. Mogul. Y'all heard that? She said <laughs> mogul. <laughs> you know, you have your, like, all your other businesses mm-hmm. that you you do on the sides of all the sides you're constantly hustling constantly having multiple sources of income mm-hmm. life coaching hairstyling like all the things mm, jamaican things <laughs> making that money jamaican me some money <laughs> you know, just is there anything else because you just have so much like what else do you want to do or talk about or like just tell the audience like so they can come to you for everything you know mm-hmm. well you know one stop shop is always the place to be there but you go. it doesn't matter what <laughs> it is. just go to her she got you <laughs> i can figure it out okay so either well... you need an answer right then or there or she'll be like just give me 10 minutes <laughs> If you've got enough time, I can get you Yes. (laughs) Well, I, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, you know, there, I, I, it's interesting because everybody else I think points out more about me than I do myself. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing enough y'all. I'm slacking in life. And then I get the side eye emoji faces, all kinds of everything. And, you know, I, I can't, I think I've just always been this way. I'm a interesting, I call myself an interesting person, right? Mm-hmm. I would even categorize, I could say, you know, I'm a, a little quirky, but my brain, I think even since I was a kid, my brain's always been super active mm-hmm. in that sense. Like, you know, it's just always just what's next kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, I doing something. Yeah. And now don't get me wrong. I was never like the little Johnny in the corner spinning in circles, but (laughs) I was definitely that person who will, you know, be thinking like, okay, you know, I'm writing music or Mm -hmm. writing poetry or reading this book, make you know, singing this song. Like I was just that. Oh yes, yes. My yeah. bad. Yes. Oh, them, them too. Yes. But you know, in essence, I think it was like, I don't know, God's gift to me on ways to entertain myself. You know, we didn't grow up super rich or nothing. Right. You just had to figure things out. And it was definitely a non-internet age. Yeah. And so yeah. I think my brain kind of just, you know, 
gratefully just filled in the gaps and high school was finally that opportunity to get other things extracurricular so i hit theater i hit chorus we created you know uh inspirational choir like it was just like let's do this you know so you just um, hustling from a young age and took I just experience. well, I used to make money in high school braiding hair. <laughs> oh, I would be in the gym like, yo, who's next? <laughs> you were like the kids who bought like airheads or something and then you would up front oh, sell it. One thousand percent. That was I was just telling my daughter <laughs> the other day that she had said something and I said, no, you, you can't have something about selling. I said, no, you can't sell stuff at school. I said, it's not like it used to be. And I told her about my blow pop business. Oh <laughs> I was, I mean, I was making money and then they sent a memo and I had to shut down my store, but <laughs> you got no, legit. There were some haters out there. Cause you know, they come to you for the blow pop and not, not them. And they name, they mad. Exactly, exactly. It's like it's not my fault. I got like, the good records. Where you shop? Go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like start your own business. Yeah, and what you doing? Right, right. I'm lower your prices. Like, why are you exactly? Store? Exactly. I just have the variety. You just got to know where to buy, where to shop. But um, you know, ultimately, I think I don't know. I I'm that person who it's it's kind of like my own mental health in a way. Yeah like my own self-care, I should say, is always keep me going, but always looking for, I feel like we're evolving creatures, right? True. So for me, yes, it's, it's always about evolving. And I'm always like, this is great. Where's my next, you know? And it's not that I'm not grateful, super grateful for all my blessings, but the world has so much to offer. So why be stuck in one thing even with my degrees you know I was like I'm not going to specialize and focus in on one and then that's where I'm stuck for the rest of my life you know so what 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 gravitates what (laughs) what calls I do got a few of them you know but it's like I'm gonna have to because we only have one hour for the episode and you have too many degrees and too many jobs so we ain't going through the real estate (laughs) well but that's where real estate comes in, right? So you do, you go through school, you get your degrees, you set yourself up so you know you have your backup plans, right? And then I've always loved real estate, but sometimes it's all in the timing. You feel of me? course. So I've been working since I was 15. You're not going to go from having, you know, every two weeks you're going to get a paycheck to just dropping and like, oh, yeah, it's commission only, right? Ah. So. As a wife and a mom, I I owned my first house at 23. So it was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. That process was fun, but I'm not dropping everything. Yeah, it had to do more. It had to do more. So it took me a couple years before, but then, you know, my my fluid nature of careers and stuff led me into one that they all complimented each other to take me to those next steps nice and then i ended up with one that had enough flexibility where real estate became an option boom there you go it's like all right let's test this out 
and then you just you just rock with it. You no, know? hold on, because I think you might be answering questions we haven't even asked yet. So, oh my bad. I told y'all my brain be going. <laughs> y'all ain't ready. <laughs> we're about to like cut. <laughs> we're gonna back up a little bit, okay? And we're gonna go first to we have like we're gonna try this new segment with guests, which is icebreaker questions, and then we're gonna start to pick your brain. Like on some deep, yeah. We now have- y'all know I got a cup of ice right here. We can break it. Oh lord, no! Okay. <laughs> not a comedian. That's the one Com- job. That is not her job. I'll figure it out. I'll figure that one out. <laughs> Give me ten minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't. Oh gosh. All right. So the first question we're gonna ask you, if you don't want to answer, it's okay. But are you religious? spiritual or just do you do your own thing spiritual i think religion is overrated yep um doing your own thing is a setup to find your way to hell (laughs) so (laughs) no no judgment people i don't think she's afraid of giving her opinion guys yeah guys she's not afraid what i mean is opinion so it's okay you know this is her i mean that with love people i mean that with love <laughs> of course right <laughs> and and then so to me spirituality is the way to go because that opens up i i just think that there's i respect everybody's choice in their right. yeah. their i have my belief on right. the one higher but i just think that to get through this crazy world spirituality is a must Absolutely. because there's a universal thing in all spiritual, uh, you know, a- aspects, right. and that's love. And I feel yeah. like, you know, yeah. if we can figure that part out more honestly and more unconditionally, I think the world would be a better place. Oh, don't worry. Yes. Like, our listeners are on that same tip. Yeah. It's all love, and I'm just, you know. You know, you just threw out just that yeah, resume. It would have been interesting if you said religious. I think that it would have been interesting. Interesting, not necessarily. It would have been like a what? Why? Yeah, but no. I, I, yeah, I would have had to pick your brain on that. Oh, one, but I, 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 some people don't actually know the difference between spirituality mm-hmm. and religion. That it, yeah, and that is where the crux comes in a lot of times right. because they mm-hmm. think that being a religious person equals being a spiritual person. And then when you right. like, break that facade for them, their entire world is destroyed because they, their, they, they base their, their soul and their strength in the religion and not mm-hmm. that connection to their soul. I and see their what spirit. you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, loving that. All right. All right. Yes. And the next question if money was not an option, where is somewhere you would love to travel? Mm. See, my thing is, my problem is, it's not necessarily the money that stops me from some places. Oh, it's the okay. flight. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> no, let me tell you. When you're flying first class, you can lay down in the bed. You have your yes. private bathroom. All you gotta do is take like a little shot legit. of Jack Daniels pop a little volume and you are good to go. I think, well, one place that is definitely on my to-do list would be Bora Bora. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know about taking a ship that far either because there's so many things that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem. ocean is full. You know, we really don't know if the Loch Ness and all this other stuff is out there. I'm just, just saying, okay? Listen, just, there's a lot of unknown going on. <laughs> too much unknowns. At yeah, least in look. the sky, you could look out the window and it looked kind of clear, mm-hmm. you know? But everything been coming out. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Look. Later they still finding them weird, ugly-looking, unbelievable fish, you know? <laughs> Ever since the blobfish we, was a real thing, I was like, uh, see the ocean full with too much, yeah. no? We, we talked about finding out that there are sharks that can live in an underground volcano. Oh, yeah, volcano. yeah, yeah. Like, how you, how you live in an underwater volcano? Nope. Like, nope. what is going on, Earth? Going on. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yep. Um... Okay. So Bora Bora. That's a, that's Bora Bora. A I, I'm dying to go there. So. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and then the final question is going to be, if there was no judgment, guaranteed, you get a, you get like guaranteed money, guaranteed 10K strip for the pole. night, would oh. you strip? Like you get a guaranteed $10,000. When you say strip, I just want to point shake, out. Shaking the booty on the pole. <laughs> In a place. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't think I could. Is it an empty place? No, it's no. Not empty. But no cameras. Yeah, no cameras. No cameras. I don't think I could, y'all. What? What's your price? I don't your think price? I could. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not the price. I'm not. I. Um, you have so I'm in. I'm. <laughs> no, I am. I'm a secret introvert that people don't realize I'm an introvert. I couldn't do it. $200,000 for one night. Once you get in that mindset, have a little drink, I feel like you could do it. You'd be like, no. See, if you was like, oh, and like some real skimpy nude type things, but, and maybe, maybe it's now, now here's the catch. If y'all find me pre mommy life, maybe. I'm not trying to pretend like it would have never been, you know, a thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, my post-mommy life and my post-mommy bod. Okay. I don't know. I really think there would be, like, too much going on in my head. And then I would go backstage, like, did my, did my right cheek clap the right way, my left cheek oh, clap? And then I was starting but Minimal. But y'all, didn't we start this out with me telling y'all I be thinking kind of weird? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Fair, fair, fair. <gasps> yeah, so All I right. don't know. The the me now, I don't know. I don't know. I just see things so different in right. life. Yeah. Now, if y'all would have catched me, you know, a few years back, I ain't going to lie. Because there was a couple times in my early years of college, I was like, you know, this whole bachelor's degree life got me thinking the streets yes. is where it needs to be. <laughs> I think they're this real smart ones. <laughs> you yeah. know? And you know, I was all into um, Rough Riders, so when Eve oh. and, you know, like, I was like, yo, she was a stripper, and now yeah. she, man, I could, maybe that's where I should have started. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> We haven't done this question and answer thing before. Now I'm interested. Would you, Shereen? Like, would you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's. Listen. Everybody wants somebody, and I am there for somebody. And I will make my money and move on. I'll do it for a couple of nights. 
Get it. <laughs> she said, call me back on course. Yes. Listen, I know you would. Oh, you already know I would. I just want to change your voice. As soon as you said no judgment, I was naked. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> just about to say that's that dream deferred (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is so one day somebody's gonna offer me 10k strip and i'm gonna be like i'm down (laughs) so uh, what i only one one out of three of us have standards I'm real mad that before y'all even said it i was like i know these two they finna ask something about clothes coming off talking about getting you know you did all your different jobs or whatever to kind of it all kind of lined up into real estate yeah but what made you want to start it like what was it like did you watch something did you read something did you my first house I was telling (laughs) you guys about so I've always been that person where I just like like looking at houses you know yeah um but you know you just you really didn't have like as many house looking places as you have now. But, um, when I was tired of the rent, believe it or not, people rent was actually much cheaper years ago (laughs) and (laughs) surprise. But at the same time, it was, uh, right around the recession, right before, right before it officially like hit as an, as a recession. Uh And um, rental rates were just, they were really, they were kind of up there. Now it'd be like, dang, give me that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. But, but at that time. Less, like, as people back then, like, yeah. made less. Yeah. So it didn't feel like, yeah, dang, give me that. That is true. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, at that point I was like, okay, I think it's it's worth looking into because everybody's saying, you know, the rental rates are, the same as house, you know, as, as mortgages and such. So that's when my brain kicked into high gear as it does when Mm -hmm. I get an idea and I was like, okay, let's do this. And then just that whole process for myself as a buyer, hopping on to, you know, realtor.com and like, just looking and like, oh, this is cool. This is cool, yeah. you know. Driving neighborhoods. Know, like, Zillow back in the day. Okay, continue. <laughs> right, right. That was before Zillow existed. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think people. And <laughs> yeah, like it was just, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed the process, you know. Okay. And um, I'm a person who dives deep, so 
I actually found my own house. Uh, the agent that I was using at the time, it was ax. I had driven by this one house, called the sign, and he was really nice. And so when I found the house looking on Realtor, I was like, hey, uh, could you show me this other one? So I was, oh, yeah, sure. And, and then through the rest of it all, though, the whole process of buying and all that, I was just, I loved it. It was so much fun. And I'm that person who asks so much more questions and things like that. And I was like, that was cool, you know? First person to um, say I love the process of buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just it was just awesome. There were so many ins and outs. I'm a puzzle person. I've always right. done word searches. I've loved puzzles like that sort of thing, putting pieces together. And I just found the process to be like this mystery puzzle that you if you put the pieces together right, you get like, ooh, this big prize, you know. Okay. Um, so that was really like my first spark. I loved it, and I always said, one day, maybe, you know? Because he, I mean, I felt like I made his job so easy. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> he he said, can you show this to yeah. me? And he got commissioned. <laughs> yeah, like, it was it was like that. So, and then, you know, five years, I always thought, we, we knew that was going to be, like, our starter home. So five years later, then we became sellers. We put it on the market, mm -hmm. and that was, that was, again another jump and spark right. because you got to prep the house and put it put all the pieces together and you know i mean we we were under contract in like five days and i was like yo nice. i did that and mind you now i had been wanting to like stage the house and hubby was like always fighting me on stuff and when we were getting ready to sell i said we got to do something different right. he didn't trust none of my choices I was like, I'm going to do it, right? When I was done, it was like, yo, that looks nice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we sold so we, we sold so quick. And I was like, that was also pretty cool. <laughs> I did yeah. that. <laughs> how long have you been um, a realtor now? Like, how long have you been doing? Um, I've been doing real estate. It took me years before I would actually pull the trigger to do it. But uh, I would say this is my fourth year going into my fourth year. Oh, what? Okay. And Mogulin already. Yeah. Yes. Fourth year. But, you know, it's all about being in the right place, too. Of and course. just realizing that it, it is a business. It's your business, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So my first year, my first five months, I would say, were a little slow. I kind of hit the ground running to mm -hmm. a degree, just putting myself out there, open house, asking questions, all that. But I realized that the... Um, the brokerage I was with wasn't really going to meet my needs. I didn't go into real estate looking at it from the perspective of, oh, I'm going to hustle hard to be a million dollar, you know, million dollar listing like on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. It was like the job I have pays my bills, right. which is my priority because I got a husband. I want to keep him. <laughs> and <laughs> I got children. I want to feed them. Exactly. Right? So we start with that. And I said, I got flexibility. Even if I do one or two, that's like vacation money. Of course. Yeah. Right. But my goal is never to leave my kids, leave my husband where I'm away all the time. And then you never enjoy the benefits of what you're working hard for. Uh -huh. yeah. So my other brokerage would have, it was requiring that I would have had to do that. And I was like, I need something else. So I found a new brokerage. 
yo, best decision ever. When you're in the right place, mm -hmm. things just happen. So it's super interesting because anybody who um, is thinking about getting into real estate, because I know a lot of people who, whenever they want to side hustle or they want to change a career, right? Um, especially in South Florida, the go-to is like, oh, let me become a realtor mm -hmm. so I can make yeah. money. And you never hear that side of it, that like having the right brokerage right, um, yep. person, which also if you guys want to sign up under her brokerage, we'll give you that information later. Yeah. But, yes. um, you know, it, it's interesting to know that that makes a difference. It's not just like, oh, I can sell a house and that's good enough. Yeah. It's like there's other things that build your success right. that, you know, yep. help contribute to your success. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's like, okay, we watch these shows on TV, right? So lies, you, uh, <laughs> all lies. Like, <laughs> like I was addicted to HGTV with you know on the side of buying a place. Yeah, and, like they make it seem like oh one two three boom buy a house you're good to go, but then yeah. you have selling Sunset, selling Tampa. It seems they make it seem like oh these multi million dollar homes like. You just prance around in your high heels and then fell. <laughs> so it's like shows like that. What do you wish that they showed more of? The real process. <laughs> so like stop lying to these people. Yeah. Okay. That's the first and foremost. Um, one, your state is all going to matter notice they very rarely come to Florida. Yeah, so y'all need to stop watching HGT. I watch HGV HGTV. I love it. Don't get me right. wrong. But, and I love anything that's like reality TV, even though we know it's not real. Of course. Yeah. There's realism, but it's not right. all real. But the truth of the matter is, a lot of those things don't exist blatantly across the board everywhere you are. And I think that's where the misconception comes in because each state, their real estate market will be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's familiar with South Florida should know by now, spend two weeks here. Everything's expensive and nobody makes enough money. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, and so the truth of the matter is you're not going to be able to grab a place and flip it. And why? Because if you were able to grab a place for $60,000, even if the roof is gone, nobody's going to live in that neighborhood. Right. So yeah. they completely like disregard the fact that location is not just whether you're by a highway or you're by the yeah. beach. Right? Location. Also. Right. The camera crew's not going in the hood. So that's the catch. There are going to be those scenarios that don't actually translate everywhere. Um, South Florida, our tri-county mm -hmm. um, areas, that's Miami, Fort Lauderdale, um, and then the Palm Beaches, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get what you see on HGTV. Right. Yeah. Period. Um, and so that's the other thing. I can't lie, guys. I got duped and I was like, yo, this got me like real mad <laughs> because <laughs> when I first started, I thought it was like on TV where they said, oh, you're going back and forth in negotiations and people are on the phone right. and you're like, well, what about this? And 
pure lies. Pure lies. Them, listen, lie, lie, lie. <laughs> okay? Now, to a degree, there are forms of negotiation. But at least, and I can't speak for every other state, I'm licensed in Florida. But in most cases, you're not calling them up like, hey, what about this for this property, right? No, it's like, okay, you like it, you type up your offer contract yeah. and you send it in. A lot of times you're lucky if you get the agent on the phone to be able to say like, do you have offers in? Mm. And this is what we're sending. But in most cases, you're not doing verbal contracts, yeah. especially not in this current market. Right. This post-pandemic, current pandemic market is a no-go. Like, that's definitely not going to happen. Oh, yeah. um, prior to that, though, it was more so like you type up the contract yeah. and you wait. And if you did talk verbally, it was like, uh, well, send it in and we'll see. And you wait. <laughs> yeah. I think something's yeah. interesting, something interesting, especially that Shereen um, just mentioned, like the specific shows of like selling sunset stuff like that. Those are the like multi-million dollar houses. And mm -hmm. um, the average person watches that kind of compares themselves to that. Yeah. And like, you don't yeah. get that level of catering to right. you when you're trying to buy a three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar house yeah. compared yeah. to somebody who's about to drop 10 million on a house. Right. Cause I know if I'm about to drop 10 million on a house, you're giving me champagne while yeah. you yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, I'm just totally. dropping, you know, three, four hundred thousand on the house, um, yeah. then it's like, hey, my realtor person who is gonna be Sharif at this episode, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> can you do xyz for me and i just have to wait on it you right. know what i mean yeah. so i think that's the even because even with the hgtvs um they tend to be these higher end homes where it's yeah. like oh man i'm so i don't know what to do i can only afford an eight hundred thousand dollar house right. but not even all the time sometimes they, their budget is like three hundred thousand but then it's like they're in Oklahoma or something. Yeah, so, yeah. which like, is, it's giving yeah. the feels of the million dollar house. Right. Yeah, because right. yeah. in Oklahoma, right. normal houses are like seventy thousand. So if you're talking <laughs> right three hundred thousand, you yeah. are <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And in certain places, 300000 will go a lot further. You mm -hmm. are going to get land when you live in, in just tree life, you know, yeah. like yeah. you're going to get land, you're going to get this. And the other thing, though, that people don't realize with those shows is that the process is not like, oh, we went out three times and all of a sudden yeah. you're locked in. What people don't know, and I, I can't remember the article on who outed them, but they actually already have these people are reenacting yes. Yes. they already have the houses under contract yep. they've already done all of that stuff up front before they start filming and then they have filler in houses that they yes. take them out to go see yes. and pretend that they're in the home search process yes. and then they throw in the house that was already under contract yeah. and make that one of them and then they pretended that's why you ever notice their reactions and some of the stuff they say is like what <laughs> yeah. they're, they're all filled in we yeah. saw that in our research like the houses that are empty I was say, I feel like you've told me yeah the houses right? that are empty 
are the that ruined the watching for Shireen. She was mad. <laughs> the houses that are empty are the ones that they've already they're under contract. The ones that are full of furniture is just the filler house. So ninety eight percent of the time, yeah. if you see an empty house, if you know that's going to be the house that they do. If they have two empty houses, it's going to be one of the two empty houses. Yeah. You've just been bamboozled. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 what I said? Lies, lies, yeah. lies. <laughs> and, and you're right. Their reaction sometimes will be like, this is my dream home. Yeah. Wow, I'm so glad that we got it. Yeah. Yay, our family will be happy here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's what your dream home yeah. makes you do? <laughs> but then it's also, true. as like a realtor, there's a lot of work that goes behind you know everything oh, yes. that you have to do because it's also weird because like i'll see on instagram so many people that i know all of a sudden are realtors and i'm like <laughs> is this just a thing all of a sudden or do people think that it's easier like did you think it was easier than like how it really is no um i didn't i didn't but I mean, Again. she basically bought her first house as her own realtor. <laughs> right. Like, I think, and again, my, all of my other hustles all complement each yeah. other to a degree. And so I think just my natural quirky way of thinking, mm-hmm. um, I always kind of prep for that. Why I think for me it was different is, like you said, there's a realtor on every corner. Everybody knows a hand extension of someone who's a real estate agent. So for me, when you go into a field that you know is oversaturated, Mm -hmm. you can't expect it to be easy. If you expect it to be easy just because there's a lot of people, shame on you. People gravitate towards what they think is easy, which is why you'll have a lot of them. Right. So, um, for me, I didn't actually anticipate it to be easy, but I think because my mindset going in wasn't set on this is paying my bills. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was prepped in a different way mentally. Okay. Now, what I will say is I did not necessarily, and this is where like all of my mental health degree, background, counseling, life coaching stuff comes in where I had to life coach myself down from some clients because you would think if you're going to get a client who is out of their mind and expecting the world, it's because it's a million dollar house, you know, right. like you expect certain personalities. Yeah. When you're talking about somebody who's barely scraping, you know, 200 something thousand or 300,000 and they coming through screaming and, you know, writing emails <laughs> and threatening you about yeah. stuff. You're like, you're so... cheap. I can go somewhere else. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you sometimes, <laughs> you got to take a step back and pause to right. make sure you, like, decide, do, does the coin mean more than letting you know who of you course. are? You know? Of course. Um, and so I think that was the only one where there was a slight part of me that, um, went in looking at it like one thing I can't do sales in general. Real estate is the uh-huh. only set of sales that I could do because either you want to, or you don't, it's yeah, not like I have yeah. to talk you into yeah. this. And so I didn't imagine though, to a degree that even when you're talking about like, uh, 
a sixty thousand dollar fifty five plus condo, people be popping off, and you like, yo, like you know. <laughs> so the the wide range, I think, and and you kind of go in thinking that people who've been doing it twenty years, whatever, that mm-hmm. they would know what they're doing, and that's not the case either. Of course. You run into so many different levels of professionalism, so many different levels of stuff that I didn't expect that. I picked up quick, though. And, you know, you just roll with the punches to get the deal done for your client because ultimately your client is who you're looking out for. So Mm -hmm. if you keep them in focus, you can keep yourself in check just to make sure you keep the deals going. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. The idea that you're going into it... um, already going like okay i have this hustler mentality of i'm just gonna make things work and then even when people are coming at you sideways you're still just like okay how can i make this work or do i just like cut them off because you would think that because it is your because it wasn't your main priority that mm-hmm. you would automatically just dismiss certain people like, yeah I see oh you're, you're only saying. coming at me with a sixty thousand dollar condo this yeah is. like goodbye yeah but the fact that you like care enough that like i should i shouldn't say care enough because i didn't actually ask you if you care enough or if you just were like <laughs> you know because it could be just something to do for you but right is there no, something about it's not just something to do, that like you know um drives find a passion about it or is it literally just you just are like i like looking at houses i like buying and selling houses let me do that with other people's money (laughs) it's i think it's a mix i think i'm passionate about it because it's something i enjoy doing it's like another piece of uh self therapy for me because if I could just be laying in bed and I'm just on MLS, like, oh, I like that. You know, like I enjoy the process of, like I said, that puzzle. You're searching to solve a problem for somebody. So you have to think outside the box sometimes because the average person's not going to know the behind the scenes things about escrow numbers and the fact that, you know, their pre-approval could say one thing, but there's flexibility where you might be able to say, well, you know what? If you get this HOA with this purchase price and these taxes, we can make it work for you. The average person doesn't know that. They know that the bank said this and then they just think it's either a yes or a no. I can I can work around and I can like try to solve problems, which I love. Right. Um, But at the same time, I do look at it like I was a buyer twice over you know mm-hmm. and in truth i i always look and i think this is again that compliment of uh empathy from my my life coaching and my my mental yeah. health degree that there's so much that people think they can't achieve yeah. and purchasing a home is typically one of them for of many course. people yeah. especially in south florida yeah and being able like having somewhere to call home is like a whole life thing for people Mm -hmm. somewhere that they love and they can leave the craziness of their job to go to their family or go you know and so yeah yeah. (laughs) so I do I really do look at it from the perspective of not everybody is going to actually care about this client to get them something that's not going to be a a trap or a setup for, for, you know, losing later. 
and I can actually provide the people that I work with who Mm -hmm. are willing to work with me. I can provide them that opportunity to have someone who's actually invested in their well-being of what they do. That's honestly one of the reasons why, like, specifically, um, I was like, you know, you would be a good person to have on because there's so many realtors who just want to sell a house. Yeah. They don't care about the home. They don't care about the escape. They don't care about the, you liking it. It's like, if you're willing to pay for this house, they don't care that you're going to have to, you know, they see that you're going to have to put an extra hundred thousand you don't have, but you want it in that area. So I don't care. Like to hear you say that, you know, there's more in it that you, you know, people like having homes and places to go to that's an escape is like such a different way of taking it. Um, then like, or not a different way of approaching it, I should say, versus some of the other people who I've like spoken to and, um, communicated with in the same industry they just it's they literally really, just care about the money it's, it's that's, it, yeah. that's it it's just the money just the yeah. money and some of them will, will say oh yeah i'll find you something but i can guarantee you if it's not a certain price point they're not taking your calls oh, the yeah. way that yep it should exactly and and point taken like a lot of real estate agents will look on and what people don't realize this is, I'm going to give y'all a little clue mm-hmm. home buyers out there. When you purchase a house, you get pretty much just about one year, close to one year with your taxes being whatever they were for the previous owner, but your taxes will adjust at whatever that new purchase price. Even if you apply for homestead, you're going to have an adjustment on your taxes. Some agents will not even let you know that right and so they'll put you at the top end of your budget you'll be full-on maxed out so they can close that deal and not take into consideration like i know this person's maxed out so when their taxes adjust in 12 months how are they going to pay for this yeah Yeah. right so it's like that longer term or they'll try to talk you into especially now Oh, you really want this house? 10 people, 15 people are offering on it. You got to go 30,000 over and forget explaining how appraisals work and deadlines and things like that. And now you're out of pocket. Hey, even if you can afford it, how are you going to get that equity back to one day sell? Yeah. That's a long-term issue because if the house is already starting where you are paying 30,000 over, no matter what updates you do to that house, you're not going to get the equity back. So if you need to resell, you'll still be selling under what you paid because you paid more than what it was worth to begin with. Which that's fine if you're going to go into it knowing that, but if you're knowing that, that, but some agents don't tell you about that. They won't tell you exactly. Exactly. They'll just say, Oh, you can win this house. You can win this house. Yep. 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 So what do you feel like is the most surprising thing for like a house, a home buyer, like that they go through or experience where it's like, wait, what? Like I kind of wasn't expecting this. I think the taxes, honestly, I think so many people just don't know about that part um, that it catches a lot of people off guard when they get a letter from their lender. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, When they get a letter from their lender saying, your escrow, you can send me a check for this or your mortgage goes up to this. I think that's a, a shocker when you don't know up front. Quick question to clarify on that. Um, yes. So your 
taxes um, are based on your purchase price, though, not the value of the house. So, for example, so, somebody buys a house. Okay, so the house is worth two hundred thousand. They buy it at two fifty, and then the house, because of this current market, goes up to three hundred thousand in value. Will they be taxed on the two hundred thousand, the two fifty, or the three hundred? So your initial, your initial um, adjustment from that purchase price, uh, or sorry, from the purchase in general. The initial will be based on your purchase price. They factor in that purchase price. And then it, it kind of gives that round of about because that's going to be almost like the new assessed value. Okay. Now, if you have homestead, then because remember, your appraisal is internal for the lender, right? Yeah. And usually the appraisal price is what you want to pay. Most people don't want to pay over the appraisal yeah, right. price. Yeah. So in, in the normal world, your purchase price would drop to whatever the house valued at. And unless you're starting with equity, if it appraised higher than what your contract price is, then great. You don't tell the seller that you run with it and you just got equity. <laughs> but if it appraises lower than what you're under contract for the the typical thing would be that you would drop it down to that value at which point your tax, your initial tax adjustment would be based on the value. Mm. But in this current market, if the house appraises and is under, let's say the house is under contract for two fifty, mm -hmm. right? And then um, it appraises at two fifty, but you're under contract for 300 and you waived your appraisal and now you pay 300 wow. well you just paid 300 so that's what you're so, like it's gonna say sold at 300 yeah that's what gets registered into the property tax site and that is where your first adjustment will be based on okay but if your house is valued at um 350 then your with homestead your next adjustment i mean sorry so then um we're not gonna do the homestead thing but at 300 so that's where your um sorry that's where your first one is and the next year you said it would go up would it still go up based on it would just be around based on the new value of the house or okay, this is getting too complicated. I don't know. Never mind. Every year after, if there are there are tax there are tax calculators that you can use, mm -hmm. and you put in the purchase price and whether you're going to do homestead or not, it'll calculate and it'll give you. And they're usually pretty accurate. Every year after that, then it'll be an uh, an assessed value. The city assessed value your ad valerium and some other city county things and then that is what they use to kind of calculate but when you purchase that first purchase price is essentially what is going to factor in as your starting point as your starting point okay that's everything after that is based in that is based you know from yeah, there. Doing a convoluted way of the word starting point. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. She been drinking. Right. I, 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 I was like, I don't know what this girl is saying. I'm gonna let her this keep is, going. This is why I don't drink before episodes. This is not a drunken, <laughs> drunken podcast. Um, but a key, 
slowed down in Florida right now. Compare okay, so compared to 2021, mm -hmm. it has slightly slowed, but it is still very much a seller's market. It is still very much high speed. I called it last year I called it a hostile market. Yeah. And I feel like it's still pretty much there, but there have been improvements compared to 2021. For our audience members who don't know what a seller's market is, what does that mean? A seller's market means that there are there are buyers. The interest rates are usually lower during a seller's market. So there are buyers. Um, there's not a lot of inventory. So there's more buyers than there are homes. What that means is that you have uh, one house that looks decent, priced okay. Everybody's going for that house. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that means people are going to try to outbid each other. They're going to make outrageous so offers. Yeah. Because, the so the sellers can dictate more because, because you're going to have people throwing yeah. things at you. Okay. Yeah. So a buyer's market is there's a lot of options. So the buyers have ability to pick and choose. They have the upper hand. Correct. And yeah. therefore the sellers have to be more competitive with their pricing because the Correct. buyers are just like, meh, I can yeah. go somewhere else. Right. The buyer looks at it and says, yo, there's like 10 other three bedrooms right. that I can look at. And yeah, yeah, I can fix that broken tile myself. Why am I going to pay you $20,000 more yeah. when I can go next door? So there's way more options for buyers so everybody can kind of spread out a little bit. Okay. Um, okay cool. and I'm trying to get this terminology out for the yeah. folks. Yeah. When there's, a, when there's a lot of inventory, there's less buyers than there are inventory. That's the buyer's market. So because okay. there's not as many buyers out there, yeah. people usually, their houses sit, and the longer it sits is the more you're willing to drop pricing because you got things to do, which is why your house is on the market. Okay. Right now we're in the sellers, so that's what's messing everybody up. Yeah. Like right now we're in an apocalyptic sellers <laughs> market. <laughs> People, it's cutthroat out there. <laughs> Listen, okay, it so is considering what would be your ideal clients. Like we're gonna work with, regardless of the market. Like, tell us what would be your ideal client in any market. What situation, all yeah. that stuff? Like, what's your ideal client? My ideal client will say, they need a I want million dollar budget. This, <laughs> look, look, all I, all I need, the ideal client is, one, someone who actually has the money. <laughs> yeah. God, please don't come up to me broke. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have the money. Yeah. Um, and that has already identified what they want. If you could say to me, like, so I want this, like, yeah, so I want this, up. I want this, I want this, I really just don't like this, right? and can stick to it. Right. I mean, granted, if it was like really ideal, it would mm -hmm. be hands down, money is not an issue. Of course. And at that point, it's like, sky's the limit, boo, oh, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, like, <laughs> but in the now. event, that, exactly, but in the event, even if there is somewhat of a budget, mm -hmm. I think the, the, the key is just knowing what you want, 
Yeah. Like truly knowing what you want and why you want it. It makes it so much easier. Um, you know, oh, and being able to actually get it though. Yeah. <laughs> I want a lot of things that so I'm if still I have a $350,000 budget, but I want a penthouse on Miami Beach um with a sky roof and a helicopter. You can't no, get boo. <laughs> No boo. I guess. And I'm not talking about the hotel spa. Not that kind of no boo. I'm saying no boo. Oh my gosh. Oh man. If only. If that was achievable, everybody would seriously. Do sign me market would pop? Because I know that was there was a lot of talk around that. Like, oh, it's gonna pop, it's gonna pop eventually. Like listen, I got this answer, but I'm all right. So listen. So there is a difference between chewing um, bubble yum and making a bubble that pops versus mm-hmm. getting them little chick chiclets, <laughs> right? And trying to make a bubble pop, okay? <laughs> we, we're right there with them little baby chiclets, okay? Like, yes, will the market eventually improve? It's got to, okay? Yeah. Because the government is in charge of interest rates. They're mm-hmm. not dumb. They know how to fluctuate things to drive what they want. Yeah. Um, so will there be an adjustment and we go back to a buyer's market eventually? Absolutely. That is just the way of the world. That is how the economy continues to boost. Mm-hmm. Will we go back to 2008, 2009? Absolutely not. No. Completely different circumstances. Yes. What made that bubble pop, that bubble yum bubble pop, <laughs> yeah. was the way that banks were lending. Yes. That is not going to be an option. Banks are not doing that again. They won't do that again. So we will not have that again. Um, A little, sorry to to just- No, you're good, you're good. um, What she's talking about is the fact that um, the banks used to lend more than the value of the house. So if you had a house that was 300,000, but your credit said you could afford Mm $500,000, the bank would give you a house, a loan for $500,000 and you would buy a $300,000 house already putting you. I was mad at everyone. I felt like that was a great opportunity for people. It was not a great opportunity. It was horrible. Look at the house you bought. Remembering too, when when Nicole says your credit Mm -hmm. is you had a good credit score, it didn't mean your income was matching. Yes, so you like you could have a thirty thousand dollar job, have a great credit score because you paid your bills. You can't afford a five hundred thousand loan payment, and so people were going out and saying, "Okay, well." One, they're either buying a $300,000 house right. for $500,000 or they're buying a $500,000 house that they couldn't afford the property taxes on. Right. Or they were refinancing their $100,000 house for $500,000 and going out and buying like snowmobiles in Florida. Like <laughs> people were just being yeah. and, money. Because it was a pullout refinance. People were exactly. pulling out the equity so of their home for cash. You had people who make $30,000 owing $500,000 loan payments right. that they cannot pay. And right. so the pop was, the bank goes, oh, you got to give me my money. Oh, but I don't have your money. Right. Uh, time to foreclose. So now all these houses are empty. It was a bunch of foreclosures. Because yeah. you can't pay for it. Or you have people who are like, I have to sell this before I foreclose because mm-hmm. that's going to mess up my perfect $30,000 credit score. Right. So that is not what's happening right now. What right now is 
people are coming out of pocket cash because banks are like, we're not doing that again. This house is worth 300. We'll give you 300. And people are like, oh, I saved up 50,000. Yeah. So I'll pay you 350. Yeah. And yeah. so like, that's the difference of the circumstances that Sharif is talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, obviously nothing's guaranteed people. So, you know, you could, unfortunately sometimes people do lose their jobs there are foreclosures that are like not preventable yeah. but definitely in in essence right it's always going to be important that you don't overreach mm-hmm. it's just not worth it um the difference though right now is interest rates are really nice right and they yeah. they're still fluctuating but they're pretty good so they do make um a lot of these purchase prices affordable and right now with rental rates being atrocious, oh, um, it is also a scenario that if you are able to, then yes, purchasing would make sense because it is an investment. As long as you don't like jack the house up, um, all things considered, it is an investment. I see people spending tons of money on cars and as soon as you take it off the lot, there goes the value is done you know and i look and i'm like "Mm -mm, shame 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 you just don't know what you did um because you 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 can't get anything out of that and you certainly i mean i'm sorry even if it is a mercedes a bmw a range rover like anybody sleeping in that you ain't cute with no (laughs) pillow and a blanket in the back yes it doesn't matter what car it is you drive it off the lot minimum a thousand dollars is dropping off right I will drive my Toyota and I'll park it in my two-car garage. Don't nobody know. Damn, damn. Damn. I'm just saying. <laughs> so to end all of this, what is the one thing you would say, you know, that you would, like, something you would tell people who are wanting to start the home buying process? Like, what's the one ultimate tip you would give those people? Please talk to a lender get your pre-approval it is like you first and foremost you cannot put in an offer Mm -hmm. without a pre-approval to a company Mm -hmm. so while it's nice i'm that agent i will help people get started just looking and perusing because sometimes it is nice just to see things in person right But in truth, if you feel like you really are serious that you want to buy, if you find something you like, don't waste your own time. Forget, screw wasting the agent's time. Don't waste your own time because you're going to find the house. If an agent will even take you out, most agents won't even take you anymore. But if an agent will take you out, you're going to find that house or you're going to go to an open house. You're going to fall in love Mm -hmm. and it's going to be gone, like gone, because by the time you get that pre-approval and find a lender so that way you could put in an offer is snatched. So it's not worth it. And then you can also crush your own dreams because you're going to be looking at everybody starts at 500,000. I don't know what's wrong with people. But everybody starts talking about, yeah, I'm looking at a house and I'm thinking, you know, 450 to 500. Going damn well that you are all the way over at McDonald's Cleaning out the trash in the back. I'm just saying, like, hello. Now, now, don't get me wrong. McDonald's managers was making more money than I was as a supervisor back in the day. But 
I'm not knocking jobs. I right. I do too many to knock on no, anybody. No, yeah, but, but you're, you're being realistic. Like, Make realistically, you know, twelve dollars an hour, yeah. and they want to buy a right. If you're a camp counselor, you're not buying a $500,000 house. That's just real. So it's like you can't start there. And a lot of people also on the flip side shortchange themselves. Uh, Like because to the average person, $200,000 sounds like a lot, right? Right. So a lot of people underchange what they could get because they don't know the back end numbers. Interest rates, if they're low, could make a monthly mortgage low enough that you could go up to 300 possibly. So I always recommend um, that you do that pre-approval so that way you're either not looking too high and then get your dreams crushed or not looking too low and miss out on your dream. Mm. Nice. So... It's it's just it's worth it for you. Again, forget the real estate agent. The pre-approval for people is not locking you into anything. You're not actually getting a loan. You're this is just right. the bank saying this is how much we're willing to right. give you. Correct. Based on your credit, your income, X Y. Correct. And if you don't like what that first bank say, find another one. Mortgage yeah. brokers, find another one. Get a second opinion and pick the one you think works for you. Yeah. And some background information. I know y'all don't know about my knowing about these financials because you know <laughs> cheap all the time. But mortgage brokers can check a bunch of different lenders for you, mm-hmm. but they do yeah. charge a fee. Then if you want to, you can do it yourself by going to multiple lenders. If it's within about 30 days, then a direct it won't, lender. It won't hit your credit as different polls. Because a lot of times people are like, oh, but if I Forget my credit yeah. pulled 17 times. Da, 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 da. Just make sure you go all within the same time. So if you're serious, yep. hit up, you know, all the different banks in the same week. They'll all pull your credit, give you numbers. Um, if you don't want to pay a broker to do it for you. Yeah. Yep. And before and- you get your um, pre-approval, keep living the dream of having $200 in your bank account, but looking at million dollar homes. Cause we all do it. <laughs> Listen. We all do it. <laughs> Look, I'm not knocking it. Just be real with yourself. Okay. Exactly. If you need to keep that sticky note on the side that says it was just a dream. <laughs> yes. like, put Biggie on replay. It was all a dream. Uh, <laughs> look, oh I'm, always, I'm always telling people that, you know, Everyone wants a million dollar house. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if you start off right, like what you said, you start off with, you know, young 20s, your first home, life, whatever, you sold that, you were able to move into, you know, your next home, blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't have to be, okay, I'm going to start off going in, I'm going to start off going into my first million dollar home yeah. as my first home. Like there's a reason it's yeah. called starter homes. You know what I mean? You yep. can start off at one level and you work your way up and you put equity into that and stuff like that. Um, Absolutely. Um, there's so much you'll learn as a homeowner. Like there's different type of bugs that come into a house than an apartment. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> it, it's just different. Let's not talk about no it's it's great there's nothing like that feeling of being a homeowner because you can do what you want in your house um but again it's it's an investment and there's so much that you learn 
that you can love it from the get or you can mm-hmm. say, ooh, I learned all this stuff. Now for my next one, here's how I'm going to do it. Right. So it's it's definitely like one of those things that it's worth it because if you can get there, don't overreach because that debt will bite you yeah. worse than just waiting until you're really ready. So Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to have you back on for one of your other jobs because this was like an informative episode. Yes, and really and we're y'all going to see me every other week. I was like, oh, she cut up. So we're going to have to have you back on a cut up yeah. episode. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. But thank you so much for coming it was on. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give okay, so um not to put you on the spot, but do you want to give out all your social emails, all the stuff? Um because I know your yeah. podcast is, is different than your real estate stuff. Yeah, your so go ahead and shout yourself out and stuff like that yeah so yeah my podcast is very different it's got me in my feelings y'all probably will hear about somehow some of these clients that maybe get me in my feelings yes, yes. we were on that um, <laughs> we were on your yes. podcast yes. and yes and you guys episode. did it that was the best crossover <laughs> um so you can find me on instagram mm-hmm. um now here's the catch again you guys know that i'm a multitasker so you can definitely find me on two you can find me on my podcast instagram which is got me in my feelings um got me in my podcast and um so you can search either one i should come up yeah and then you can also find me at sharifa s-h-a-r-i-f like friend a underscore the mom fuel um and that is my other you'll find more of my real estate stuff under sharifa underscore the mom fuel and you know i'm a mommy you know and so everything (laughs) everything comes back to my family so um that's where you can find me and as far as websites so i do have a real estate website you can Shout me out, look me up, subscribe so you can get MLS. Um, Sharifa dot Cahoon, that's C O L Q U H O U N dot E X P Realty dot com. And, um, you know, you can always also shout out Olad, <laughs> and I'm sure they can just. Forward you over. Yeah, we'll definitely put <laughs> all the info. I, I also want to say, though, yeah, we'll put your info in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but I also want to say for people who are aspiring realtors, I know that you have like a real estate group that they can sign up under you and you can mentor them as well. So yes. that's something you guys want to like take all the info down, yeah. check the show notes. So you right. can go ahead and have all this. Definitely. Yes. And just so you guys know, my brokerage is EXP Realty. Um, we are essentially like the Amazon of real estate companies. We are in the cloud. We're international. So we can, we build, um, real estate teams throughout the entire country, throughout, um, other countries as well. So, you know, if, even if you're not in Florida, you can still join my team. And I have tons of resources and things that can help you build in your state as well. So EXP, hands down, completely changed my life. You can find them on Instagram. They, I mean, it's just amazing what you can do. And there's an entire EXP world that we can connect. We can do virtual meetings with our avatars. It's literally, my husband said to me, 
y'all when I first signed up he's like so you basically just gonna be working playing video games all day <laughs> and I was like <laughs> so um it's so legit but it's it the thing about exp is that we're not in competition with each other we all benefit because we also get stock in the company and nice. so the more that we each agent does is the more that we all eat you know so nice. don't get amazing away, now they gotta reach out to you for that info yeah i'll give you the rest <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for coming thank you, thank you guys for having me always oh, i had a blast yes. i'm gonna go chew my ice now you know i've been home oh, now. Lord. on that <laughs> note we'll right. catch you guys next time bye <laughs> You can find us on all the socials at Olaud Podcasts, and you can email us at Olaud Podcasts, that's O-H-L-A-W-D Podcasts at gmail.com. Music by Rage. And find us and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Peace.